Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of At The Movies. Uh, today it is Kara Leonard and I, um, Brandon and Melissa are on vacation, right? I think they're kind of on vacation. Um, but we have uh, some very exciting guests with us today. So we have, um, it's actually quite the full house. We've got uh, a big team from Christy who was very, very uh, gracious sponsors of Cinema Week, Cinema Week. Um, so first of all, we want to start off by saying thank you for uh, for sponsoring this initiative. Um, it's really means a lot to us. Like Karen and I have been working within the exhibition space for a long time. And this is something that was a passion project for all of us and finding other people out there that um, share that same passion and want to, uh, you know, share that love of going to the movies. All those people uh, seem to align at the same time and really kind of got Cinema Week up and off the ground. So we have to give you the biggest, uh, you know, warmest heartfelt thank you uh, from our whole team to your whole team for helping making that possible. Um, but why don't we go around and actually introduce ourselves? Um, why don't we start with Francois? Um, hi, and thanks really for putting this together. Uh, we all have a love for cinema here at Christie. And um, so, yeah, I'm Francois Godfrey. I'm the Director of Sales and Business Development in our Professional Services uh, Division. And uh, so we have a, a whole uh, services group that works with our partners, uh, as well as exhibitors to keep everything tip top and make sure it's wonderful for all the patrons out there. So uh, that's the, the group I'm in. Um, and, uh, and today I, I, I'll kind of introduce our, our group and pass it over to them. But we have Brian Weil, who's our account manager in professional services, and Jim Dukes, who's our senior product manager uh, for cinema. So you want, to, uh, you want to kick it off, Brian, and introduce yourself and what you're doing? Sure. Uh, my name is Brian Weil. I've been with Christy for about 14 years. So I kind of joined Christy when the industry started shifting from 35 millimeter to digital. So, um, I'm, and the ironic part is I've been with Christy for 14 years, but I'm the, the most green person in the industry sitting at this table. Um, I'm the baby, you know, because that's when I kind of entered this, uh, you know, so I've been around for 14 years, kind of helped deploy systems all throughout the country and stuff like that. And so, you know, and, and definitely love movie going. I, I was, you know, when the theaters opened in California, I was one of the first people through the doors, so. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, Jim Dukes. I'm a senior product manager for Cinema. Um, I've probably the oldest one. You're the baby. I'm the <laughs> oldest one in age and and tenure. Um, I've been with Christy for over 25 years, um, and I've been in the you know working the cinema business for far longer than that. Um, I'll just kind of kick this into where where kind of I came from, and then um, we'll go into what Christy how Christy added to all this in the cinema world. So um, I started, you know, to like anybody else, you know, as a kid where my mom brought me to the movie. I remember that first movie. It was uh, The Jungle Book. <laughs> and it was it was such a memorable experience for me. I, I don't know how old I was. I was young. I mean, less than 10 years old, maybe. And uh, from then on out, you know, uh, was just had to go to see the next movie, usually a string of Disney movies or whatever. But and I, I worked in cinema all my life. My, all my jobs have all been in cinema, whether it be managing it, um, running the projectors, uh, serving popcorn, whatever it is, and watching as many movies as I could on the side for free, you know, uh, mm -hmm. was a great perk. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But, um, That's actually something that I found um, talking to people 
in this industry is people are so loyal to the cinema experience. So I feel like most people who have gotten in the industry, um, Kara and I are, are, are no different. Um, typically our first job was working at a movie theater and it just becomes part of your lifeblood. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, I was the first one um, from my family. And it's because I had this friend that had a father that owned the drive-in movie theater. That's the only reason I'm in cinema. And I started early on, but um, okay, fast forward a little bit. And I move into when I uh, joined Christy, um, it was in 1995. And, uh, and Christy, I'd known Christy, of course, before. That's how I got the job. I was installing some Christy projectors in some far off land. So a little bit about Christy and how Christy kind of found an opportunity in this. Uh, Christy's been around since 1929. But we weren't in cinema. We were building like power supplies and such as that for other industries. Um, but it was the late 60s when Christie actually uh, stuck her foot into cinema. Um, and it was with like a, I don't know, a, a xenon lamp house. And the benefit of joining the industry at that point in time was because everything was changing from this old carbon arc type light source, which is very labor intensive. You couldn't have more than one screen because it took so much effort to keep the thing running every 20 minutes you're changing reels mm -hmm. so when they invented the xenon light lamp then christy came involved and that's when multiplexes started to um, become popular all these cinemas being built during that period the 70s and into the 80s is when christy really learned the culture of cinema when it was growing from the single screens to multiplexes and building equipment that, that made sure that the cinema experience was contiguous and it, 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 it never failed. So, uh, you know, we went through the years, the uh, 70s and the 80s. We uh, actually won two Academy Awards for uh, technical achievement, which on our innovation, our equipment, um, all, all to make that cinema going experience better for better and easier to maintain. That was another big deal <laughs> <laughs> to make sure this mechanical equipment would stay together and, and the show would go on. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we moved on from there into the eighties and the nineties and towards the end of the nineties, um, we saw a new technology coming on called digital cinema. Um, and Christie was the first company to get the rights to the Texas Instruments Digital Cinema DLP technology. And uh, I wanted to uh, let Brian kind of talk about the digital cinema transition. I, of course, I was involved in it up to my eyeballs, but so was Brian. And he was even, even newer at the time. He was brand new with Christy and he was throwing all this stuff. So uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about what you uh, experienced with that transition. Well, it was a big change, right? You know, I worked with a bunch of different customers. I worked with some of the larger exhibitors where they deployed out, you know, throughout their whole circuit. But some of the more interesting ones were um, one of the projects I worked on was converting all the military bases. You know, a lot of the larger military bases have movie theaters. Mm -hmm. And those movie theaters, the way they used to get their prints was, is they got the, the, they got the print third one down the line. So, you know, when they had the old prints, it would go first run, second run, and then the the, this, the uh, military sites would get it after it's run through you know a couple of theaters, and so by the time they got those prints, they were so dirty, and so you know the movie theaters at these bases they were kind of ghost towns, and then when they started converting to digital cinema, it looked fantastic, and they you know so it was great to be able to bring like first run movies you know in that great clean digital format 
to all these service, you know, service folks. So that was really cool. And the other thing too, and I was telling the guys is, you know, we do these big cities and stuff like that, but a couple of my favorite projects I was involved in were some of the smaller theaters, you know, and towards the end of when, when digital cinema was kicking off, it was harder for them to get movies. And there was one theater that I flew out to help install. It was in a city called Thermopolis, Wyoming. And it's a city of like 3000 people and it's a single screen theater. And um, it was the most surreal experience because we installed the equipment and that night they did like a grand opening. And, and there was this one kid that came straight out of the fields. He was working as a ranch hand with mud over his knees. So excited to come and see a movie you know, a first run movie, because of course those smaller cities also got the, you know, the older prints. Mm -hmm. So he got to come and see a movie and it was just, it was really cool. Like, you know, I'm excited for cinema, but it's even, you know, and I'm like a big city guy, right? But it's neat to see that same excitement in a small town, like, you know, Thermopolis, Wyoming or Circle Montana is another theater. And some of these theaters, there's an excitement for theater, you know, for cinema and these theaters in these small cities. And some of these theaters are single screen run by volunteers. Mm -hmm. you know, which is amazing. So it's not, I know it's an industry, but it's also a passion for so many people. Mm -hmm. And I think that digital cinema allowed those people, everybody to kind of have that same shared quality of presentation that I don't think existed prior to the digital cinema rollout. Yeah, that's incredibly interesting. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, amazing. There's tons of stories like that. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> oh, well, I want to hear them all. <laughs> no, we, we don't have that much time. <laughs> Okay. Um, um, oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to uh, keep on going down uh, some of the questions here. So, Good. I mean, I wasn't expecting that much of a, of a history of Christie and like, that's all that is so incredibly interesting about the, uh, the evolution of how uh, Christie came to be and, and all of its influences from first run to second run to third run um, and how that really dictated how you chose to innovate the company and, and give people um, across the country and across the, I guess, globally, you know, the best presentation possible, you know, from the get go, you know, you didn't have to wait for a, a film to get to you. Um, and by the time it got to you, you know, prints are scratched and they're dirty and they're missing frames and everything. So yeah, I, I guess I never even really thought about um, how much, that itself can influence the innovation that is needed for everyone to have that shared experience together. That's incredibly fascinating. Um, so spinning off of that note, what do you think now is currently dictating how you guys uh, are, you know, innovating things in the future? You know, so now everything's digital and everyone can have that same presentation uh, right out of the gate. What else do you think you guys look at as far as, as um, things that can be improved on in the industry and how Christie is choosing to innovate that process? Well, you know, we, as a, as a company that has, you know, prior to digital uh, sold over sort of 40,000 film projectors, it's, it's in our, uh, our DNA in terms of um, uh, increasing the presentation standards and, um, you know, we're, um, you know, developing in our real laser uh, product category. And I think, you know, also Jim can uh, touch on all the benefits of real laser uh, and how that uh, both is um, uh, great for the exhibitor as well as for the patron. Yeah. 
we have we have several things that have, have improved the quality of cinema that we've added through the years. I mean, all the way back from film cinema to you know putting in digital sound and then making it completely digital, being the one on the forefront with that. And uh, now we're going through transition to from a xenon light source to laser, which brings a lot of different um, benefits to the, the industry. Um, things like uh, uh, high frame rate or high dynamic range. Um, and the, the sheer look of the laser image is noticeable. The change is noticeable to the to the patron that goes into the movie. They and they're just shocked. Uh, one of the things I'd like to talk about is the um, the first high frame rates that came out. Um, this was an uh, this was one thing that you know it is very noticeable change to cinema. Mm -hmm. um, and when the patrons would go in and watch the movie, uh, the very first one, I think Brian may have a better story than I do, but it was so the the image was so real that it almost spooked people. <laughs> it was so amazing. Yeah, I was um, running a theater at that. Are you talking about The Hobbit or something yeah, before? That was the, the first Hobbit. one. And then, yeah, yeah. there was The Hobbit. I mean, and then there was... I, for a lot of people, it looked like a play. They're like, I feel like I'm watching a play because it looked so <laughs> real. But yeah, I mean, we definitely had feedback where people were a little like, yeah, looks too oh. real. <laughs> I think some of that's going to change as time goes on, you know, and I, I always use this example. I, I'm like a big law and order geek. I love law and order. It's my very favorite show. And I've watched it for 20 years. And when law and order first started, they shot that in film. It was all shot on film. And then they transitioned over to shooting it digitally. And it was a big noticeable difference. And I remember watching the first couple episodes going, I can't watch this. This is ridiculous. And now I've gotten used to it. And I realize how beautiful the presentation looks. And now I try to go back and watch those old episodes of Law and Order that were shot on film. I'm like, this is unwatchable. And I think, <laughs> once, I think once we do that, once we get exposed to more to the high frame rate stuff, I think we're gonna, it's gonna end up becoming, we realize the benefit of it. You know, like, and so, you know, I, I like it. You know, we had a project recently, a couple of years ago, it was a, it was a movie called um, Billy Lynn and it was shot in 120 frames per second. And, uh, and, and, you know, it was incredible to watch, but you had to get used to it. But the, the little quick story is when they were shooting that movie, there were, you know, they, they do their dailies. They had no projectors, you know, nothing off the shelf that could show that in that high frame rate. So we had a guy at Christie who was carrying around one of our projectors that could do the 120 frames per second per eye. They were taking that projector to some of these far flung locations, I think, and helping them do dailies with it. It was crazy, you know. That's it's so a, cool. it's a new, the new thing. But I'm telling you, the longer we're exposed to it, the more we're going to realize how much it improves the presentation. Yeah. When they did Gemini Man, there's a couple of scenes in there. There's a scene when they're like shooting up the store, and I don't know if you got to see it. And and you know, there's only a few places that showed it in the super high frame rate, but even at 60 frames per second, that scene is so amazing because it's like you can see the bullets because of that higher frame rate. You're able to see details that you were never able to see before. We were moving there from to a uh, laser, which is our latest technology. And um, what that brings to the image quality is kind of something that supports everything else. It has the bigger uh, color palette, expanded colors, which brings uh, more color saturation, um, higher contrast, and you can actually get uh, brighter images with on bigger screens with these laser projectors. They're more efficient light source too. They use less energy and there's less waste. So they're a little more um, uh, better for the planet, I should say. Yeah. Um, and and these, these features 
make the image stand out even more. So what I like to say is that watching a truly well-tuned laser image, you don't need 3D anymore. The 2D image is so deep that you almost feel like it's 3D. So um, that's another technology that I believe brings people to the theater and adds, adds to the storyline of mm -hmm. these movies as a um, customer comes in and watches, watches the movie. They're just, they can be immersed in the image more. Um, and that, along with all the other things people are doing in the movie theaters these days, like big comfy seats and, and uh, sound systems and whatever, it really, you can't do anything but just focus on the movie. You can't, you know, you have to focus. <laughs> It's oh, absolutely. Very immersive. Yeah, I <laughs> love laser. I think the laser experience was great. And then for exhibitors, I mean, even the upkeep of not having to buy xenon bulbs every six months for them, I mean, is a huge benefit for exhibitors. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for and for the world, right? Like I, this industry has was green before green. You know, the, the whole yeah. transition to digital cinema got rid of a bunch of film waste, and then yeah. now migrating from digital cinema into the laser light source. Now there's less bulbs and stuff yeah. like that. So it's a, it's a greening of an industry too. It's, it's you know, also that it's uh, more efficient, which means it takes less power. Yeah. And right. less power means better for the environment as well. Yeah. Um, but we remember the jump we made from carbon arc to xenon. That was, that was a huge impact. Of course, there weren't as many cinemas back then as there are now, mm -hmm. but the energy and the waste required from a carbon arc was unbelievable. That was probably the worst thing for the planet it was. But then xenon came and that was the thing that actually made the cinemas a lot more green, we'll say. And now we've got laser, which is pushing it just to the next level, which is just in time, if you ask me. <laughs> so. Right on. Well, wow, there's a lot to digest here. Like I, I had, you know, I, I knew that there was a lot uh, to the history of your company and how, um, how Christie has really changed moviegoing and not only for uh, the moviegoer, but for the exhibitor as well. Um, but like, wow, you've really opened up a whole new world of information for me that like just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So thank you for that. <laughs> so with us kind of being on the other side of the pandemic, is there anything that Christie is offering um, initiative wide for likewise for exhibitors? as they start to kind of reopen? I'll, I'll take that one. Um, you know, Christy, we feel it's important that the industry as a whole put its you know, best foot forward as people come back to the movies. Um, and so we worked with our uh, dealers and, uh, uh, and exhibitors. Uh, we put together a summer tune-up special where we just recalibrate uh, the picture files, um, and calibrate the sound just to make sure that um, uh, when people come back to the movies, it really is the best experience. So um, it's one of the things we think is really important is uh, providing that showmanship. So that's one of the things we've been working on from a professional services standpoint. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, especially, I mean, a lot of locations have been closed for a long time and may not have been running their equipment. Yeah, it's really about turning the systems back on. And sometimes there's challenges with that. Um, and then again, we want to just make sure that the pictures are bright and the sound is uh, fantastic so that everybody enjoys it. So if, uh, if someone wanted to, if an exhibitor wanted to take part in this summer tune-up special, what exactly do they have to do to be involved? 
they can uh, contact our dealer partners or they can uh, contact us directly and we'll link everybody together. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, so if you guys want, we can talk a little bit about just movies for a little bit, because that's usually one of the topics that everyone used to, loves to talk about is, um, you know, why don't we start with a, an, a, an easy one? What was the last film you saw in a movie theater? Uh, I'll be happy to field that. Um, I actually just watched uh, Black Widow uh, two nights ago in a large format auditorium. And uh, those big pictures are, you've got to see it on the big screen uh, and you've got to see it with big sound and big picture. And uh, so I was um, thrilled to see that and, and get to have that communal experience with um, others around me, getting those throw off jokes that are in that movie and uh, stuff like that, which is um, just so fun to experience that you, you can't do at home. And uh, we've been watching movies at home for so long. Uh, so that was great for me. I was uh, thrilled to see another show. I saw a couple more movies before that, but that was the last one I just saw. And uh, that was a great show. You know, ironically, that was the last movie that I saw in a theater. And that I saw that movie at home and I saw that movie in the theater. And I got to tell you that in the theater, it's a completely different experience, right? I didn't think it was that good of a movie when I saw it at home. And then I thought, and somebody said, no, you've got to see it in the theater. And I'm like, oh, I'm game. So I went and saw it in the theater and it's a completely different experience. It is a big movie. And the only way to be able to see a big movie is on a big screen. And it's so amazing how like same movie, same content, completely different experience. Yes. Yeah, that's I awesome. And I always challenge people to do that. You know, if you see both and, you know, notice the difference. I mean, it always happens. I played a repertory show of Jaws, a movie that I had watched on probably a hundred TVs at a hundred different times and seeing it on the big screen was like, it was a different movie. Like there's a night scene with like a shooting star that I had never caught, like mm -hmm. ever. I was like, oh my God, this movie's beautiful. I've never seen, like truly seen Jaws before. Yeah, the, the thing, you know, we're touching on it, but there's a difference between content and mm -hmm. an experience, you know, and that big sound and, uh, you know, the immersive sound around you and all of those things, um, you know, it's sort of uh, watching it on your phone or even your TV is sort of the cliff notes of the movie yeah. uh, versus the experience of the movie uh, is kind of the way I always look at it. Yeah. You know, one of the things I'm looking forward to that hasn't started yet that's coming back to the theaters are the live events. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I like a lot of music, but I actually like opera and they do those live broadcasts from the Met. I'm super excited to get that back in the theater. That, that is an experience I can't wait for again. It's, you know, it's oh, just yeah. amazing. And it's, it's different. You feel like you're there. You know, it's, it's like, that's what I love is like, you can have a story that, you know, that you feel like you're there, but even like those live performances that they do at the theaters, you know, the broadcast, amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it opens up that, that world to so many different people, just because not everyone can be at the Met when that performance is going on. And yeah, it, yeah. it opens it up to so many different people that probably, not that they didn't know that it existed, but would never have the opportunity to go and visit themselves. Um, so yeah, like the, the, the live events, the concerts, you know, sporting events, all the stuff that can now be, uh, presented on the big screen in a format that you never knew you needed to see a UFC fight on the big screen until mm -hmm. you see it. And then you, you can't go yeah. back. You can't go watch it on home on pay-per-view anymore. 
Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. And, and we have a good setup at home, right? We have a big 85 inch TV. We tried during COVID, we tried to recreate that experience with it. It can't be done. It's not the same. You know, it, it, when I go to the theater, I'm immersed in the movie. I am focused. I'm in it. When I'm at home, there's just one, the picture quality still, even with a good TV, it's not the same. It's not, it's not a big picture. It doesn't matter how big you go. It's not where you're looking around the screen, you know? So you know, I'm, I'm so glad the movies are back. Oh, yeah, me too. And oh, I think I found myself a home here at Christie <laughs> with people that love cinema. Yeah, I, I heard um, I heard J.J. Abrams uh, put it in a very interesting way that um, the dynamic between, you know, watching movies at home and watching movies in the theater, um, he, he basically kind of relates it to when you go to the movies, um, you are the child and the theater is the parent. But when you are at home, you are the parent and the TV is the child. You have complete control over it. You can turn it on, you can turn it up, you can turn it off, you've got distractions. It obeys you. But yeah. when you are in the theater, you have to obey it. You have to go where it takes you. Um, and I've never really thought about it from that perspective before, but it's absolutely spot on. Well, and that's um, how a movie should be watched. You should absolutely. put your focus into it because how much went into that movie is at least the respect for the director. You <laughs> you should watch it thoroughly. It's, it's, yeah. And it's usually a good movie. <laughs> I haven't absolutely. seen any bad movies lately. <laughs> that's why they don't let cats in the theater because whenever I try to watch a movie from home, my cats will <laughs> interrupt it continually. So that's why I, I love to watch movies in a cat-free environment. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised Scott's cat Allie has not made an appearance. She's usually oh no, she's there. she's right here. She's sidecarring okay. it right here. She's literally right next to my desk. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so. the host of the show. I won't tell her you said that. Don't worry. It's for it's for meetings, not for movies. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that that almost wraps everything up for us. But I've just got one more question, um, and then we can uh, uh, I'll let you guys get back to your day. Um, so, what film coming up? are you guys most excited to see on the big screen? Um, for, for me, I'm, re I'm really looking forward to uh, Maverick. Uh, just, um, uh, they, it's such an iconic, the, the first movie. And um, so I'm very much interested in seeing the, uh, you know, how they do this with all of the latest technology that's available now. Uh, you know, you talk about big picture and big sound. That movie had big picture and big sound uh, when <laughs> we didn't have all the tools that we have today. So I I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we want to just, um, yeah, so that's, that's the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think it's the same with me. For me, it's Bond. James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah, excited I'm for all up. those, but I'm really excited for the new Ghostbusters too. Yeah, I think yeah. all these ones that like have these these films that have such a, a a firm plant in pop culture, like being able to see those things kind of come back to the big screen um, and revitalized for you know a newer generation and utilizing the new technologies that exist to create it you know as a much bigger experience. I think that's one of the things that keeps people coming back to the movies is to um, not just have that experience, but to have the continuation of, you know, you grew to love these characters or these situations because of how you saw them on the big screen. And so 
we become kind of addicted to that. And so, of course, like if they if they keep making James Bond movies, like we will keep watching them. If they keep making Top Gun, <laughs> we will continue to watch them. Um, so yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. All those titles, I'm I'm super excited about. Uh, what about you, Kara? Yeah, I mean, all three of those, I think all of the films that have been pushed back due to the pandemic, there's now this like such an excitement over them that it's like a kid on Christmas morning, like it's finally going to open and it, you know, there's an added feeling of kind of being on the other side, you know, of the pandemic in this industry when these, you know, these big titles we've been waiting for start to kind of pop up and open, especially Top Gun. I mean, we opened talking about Cinema Week. Cinema Week was going to have Top Gun opening that week before it got moved. So Cinema <laughs> yeah. Week was going to be very Top Gun centric. Um, and, you know, at that time, we just, you know, no one knew what was going to happen with different, you know, dates were moving every day. So, yeah. I mean, we all love Top Gun. And even, even like Jungle Cruise, I'm so interested to see the last time they did a movie about a ride, uh, Pirates, it spawned off all yeah. these other ones. And yep. uh, so who yep. knows? And I was quite entertained by all those. So, I mean, it's uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up. I'm really mm -hmm. excited yeah. about it. Yeah, Exciting year coming up for the movies. Um, but we cannot thank you enough for, A, being such a gracious sponsor of Cinema Week and really, um, you know, giving Cinema Week and the, the the whole initiative, you know, a lot of credibility. I know that there's been a lot of sponsors out there um, that all, you know, really wanted to support this idea of, you know, giving both exhibitors and moviegoers a specific point in time where we can rally around it together and really push the idea of going out and seeing movies on the big screen again. So we thank you again for being such a gracious sponsor. And we really thank you for coming on and talking a little bit about the technology and the background of Christie and why Christie is so important um, to the movie going experience in general. Um, so thank you so much for, for joining us. Yeah, we really appreciate Cinema Week also. It's um, getting everybody back to the movies is just so important. And um, uh, so we, we do appreciate that and yeah. um, from what, you guys are promoting so well thank you yeah, so yeah um this is uh it's, it's been a it's been a great episode thank you guys for joining us um and until then we will see you at the movies and hopefully it's projected by christy uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks scott thanks kara thanks thank guys you. thank you guys